On today's episode, we get talking all details on the Earthshot Prize with Prince William. We give you an update on the Prince Andrew scandal. And also we talk about the Queen using a walking stick for the first time. Plus so much more. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to Keeping Up With The Windsors with me, Michelle. And I'm Rachel. Hello, everyone. Hello and welcome to our lovely, lovely podcast following the royal family. Right. This week is the week of all weeks because we just had so much going on. I I feel like we've got to say this every single week now until Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's put the spotlight on the royal community, Rach. Have we got some royal community comments over on Instagram we can talk about? Yes, we have. So thank you to everyone that comments on our um, on our Instagram. They're always greatly appreciated and we always love reading what you thought about the podcast episode. So we actually had a comment from Heather Motta on our episode last week, which was Catherine's iconic gold dress. And she said, um, love this episode, top to bottom. And is also one of my absolute faves. And since it's hard to keep up with all of our activities, I'm grateful you hit the highlights. The Earthshot Prize will be huge. Thanks for speaking Prince William's credentials, so to speak. He has put the work in. Finally, the dress. Loved hearing how you both reacted so vicariously and did the internet and appreciate your long view of the Duchess. So thank you so much, Heather. That was really nice to read. Yeah, it's so lovely to read everyone's opinions, not just about us and what they think about the podcast, but also what did they think about the gold dress? And we had a lovely comment from Melanie, who actually disagreed with us um, about the gold dress. And what did she say, Rach? She said, I don't mean to disagree at all, but I am so over the dress. Certainly others think it looks like a disco ball or an Oscar trophy. I simply cannot be the only one that was blinded by it. So that's Melanie's comment. And we said it before that like it's great to have, you know, different opinions. And that's what's so great about style and fashion as well, is that everybody has a different outlook on what is a great look. And you didn't agree with Catherine's look at that time. And that's your opinion. Yeah. And like I say, we love the fact that you are able to come over onto Instagram. Let us know what you think. This isn't a, um, you know, an echo chamber. We want your opinions. Even if you disagree with us, we love it. We love to hear what you think. And uh, yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to love the gold dress. I mean, personally, myself, I love it. But (laughs) yeah, uh, not everyone's going to agree with us. And that's completely fine. Right, yo, we have to give the biggest shout outs to some of our royal community out there in America. We're going to start off with America and we're going to give you the five most listened states in America. So if you're in any of these states, we love you so much. We love all of the states, but you know, <laughs> uh, these are the top five. Texas, woo! Yay! Yay! New York, California, Virginia and Florida. You are our five most listened to American states. Thank you so much for being part of the Royal Community. Thank you so much for listening to us week by week. Thank you so much for downloading and subscribing and hearting and liking and sharing. (laughs) And thank you so much. We also want to give a big shout out 
to Ontario in Canada and to Victoria in Australia. So thank you so much. We also have had an influx of people from Hong Kong. So thank you so much for listening to us. It's so like, it, it blows my mind, right? <laughs> it blows my mind that people out there are listening. And thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. There's a uh, big wide world out there. And we're so happy that you're in this with us, this uh, yes. real community and who love royals as much as we do yeah yeah definitely so everyone's welcome here it's a worldwide affair we all love the royals and uh, yeah it's great to be with like-minded people isn't it oh right i've got to tell you something that happened to me this week no michelle we haven't got time <laughs> i have i've really got to just say this one thing save it to the end <laughs> i've really got to say this one thing i was in the car uh, i picked philip from work and i saw a prince harry lookalike. <laughs> I saw his doppelganger. I'm not kidding. I saw his doppelganger. Was you like? <laughs> <laughs> so, any royal community um, out there who have seen any royal family doppelgangers, send them in. Send them into the show. Keeping up with the Windsors at gmail.com or head on over to Instagram, Keeping Up with the Windsors Pod, and let us know whether you have or know any royal doppelgangers. Because I saw one today <laughs> and I was in the car driving, so I didn't have time to take a picture. But next time I will try my best. Let's move on then to the very jam-packed royal roundup for this week. <laughs> So let's give you an update on the Prince Andrew scandal. So it was confirmed that the Metropolitan Police is taking no further action after reviewing allegations connected to Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein. And a Met Police spokesman said, as a matter of procedure, MPS officers reviewed a document released in August 2021 as part of a US civil action. This review has concluded and we are taking no further action. So that's just a little update for you. Obviously, the ongoing court case in America is still happening. That's still going forward. But in terms of here in the UK, that's it. That's the end of it. Got it. Okay. Well, at least we've got some kind of finality on the UK law side of things, I guess. It's one of those situations where until the US civil case goes through, it's, it's hard to say anything. Yeah, definitely. And as you know, and as we've always said, as we carry, as we go along, if we have any more news or any updates on the civil case going on in America, the royal community, you'll be the first to know. I'm going to move on to the Duke of Kent. It was his 86th birthday this week. And also Princess Eugenie and Jack celebrated their third wedding anniversary. We had a new picture on the socials of Eugenie and Jack, didn't we? And she was in that Zach Posen dress, which I have to say, I absolutely loved this dress. I loved everything about Eugenie on her wedding day, her wedding dress and her evening dress. And it was a wonderful picture. Never before seen. And yeah, I really liked seeing this. And um, it's just so nice to know that now they've got little baby August and yeah, cute. It is cute. So uh, we also found out the Queen has been inducted into the Quipco British Championship Series Hall of Fame, deep breath, for her outstanding support for British flat racing. So obviously horse racing. And we know the Queen loves, loves horse racing. We've had Camilla talking about her a couple of months ago. Um, Camilla said, well, I think this is her passion in life and she loves it. And you can tell how much she loves it. 
she could tell you every horse she's bred and owns, which um, is lovely. And, you know, the Queen loves her horses. So well done to the Queen for making the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And she actually, um, I've got a quote from the Queen and she said, my philosophy about racing is simple. I enjoy breeding a horse that is faster than other people's. And to me, that is a gamble from a long way back. <laughs> yeah. And she's actually got quite a few compliments as a, as a horse breeder. So did you know, as an owner, she's had... 1,800 winners as a British owner. Oh, wow. Go the Queen. Yeah. I mean, she's got the money for it. Yeah, her first winner was in 1949. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's brilliant. And she's won Ascot, Royal Ascot, 24 times. Oh, wow. I never knew that, actually. 24 times. 24 times, yeah. If she hadn't become a Queen when she did, I think horse breeding horse racing that was her future that's probably her passion what she would have loved to have done as her career as a hobby obviously she wouldn't have had to have worked because she's still the daughter of the king (laughs) yeah the queen and the princess royal had a joint engagement at westminster abbey and they were there to mark the centenary of the royal british legion and this was interesting michelle because we saw the Queen using a walking stick and it's the first time since 2003 when she had a knee operation. And there was so much in the media about this. Like, oh, she's, she's using a walking stick. I was like, give the woman a break. She's 95. She's done well for only just now using a walking stick. So, I mean, it, it's just one of those things, isn't it, where actually... 95 I would have expected her to be using a walking stick about 10 years ago exactly and a lot of people were commenting saying that she looked a lot thinner and again I was like but this is natural when you become older like you naturally lose weight Mm. and you know let's not forget she's 95 and she's still working she's still working she's it's remarkable what she's doing at the moment even I'm like it's okay if you want to sit down in a castle it's fine the the others have got it they've got it it's fine but no, that's the duty that she's uh, she's made to the Commonwealth. And, you know, she's going to do that until she dies. This week was World Sight Day and the Countess of Wessex visited Perseid School in London and they were encouraging eye tests for children. Now, Sophie has been the global ambassador for the International Agency for the Prevention of Blindness since 2003. So while she was on this engagement, she heard about Seeability, which is a charity who had research that found half of children in SEN schools will have problems with their vision, but yet only 44% of them have no eye care history. So it's, it's remarkable when you hear all this research coming up. But on the socials, we were also treated to a Zoom conversation with Sophie and eye health professionals across the Commonwealth for World Sight Day 2020. Plus, we had the lovely queen um, on this Zoom call as well. And, uh, you know, have a look on there. It's, it's really interesting. Her visit was in support of the IAPB and the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Trust campaign, which was called Love Your Eyes, which has since closed. And they've actually helped three million people get eye tests, which is brilliant. That's amazing. Exactly. I know. And she was also uh, this week seen opening a new building at the Royal College of Military Music in Hampshire. So she's been really busy. And obviously, eyesight and and, um, eye impairment has been such a passion project for Sophie. And, you know, having these patronages and being a global ambassador is just a a wonderful way to get the the message out there that actually reminds me that I need an eye test myself (laughs) so I need to get my eyes tested (laughs) I gotta pop that in the diary 
And Michelle, we had such a lovely post from Clarence House and we were both oh. like, oh, this is so cute. We saw Blue Bear and Beth, Camilla's rescue Blue dogs. Bear, Blue Bear and Beth. <laughs> they are uh, Jack Russell Terriers. I love them so much. Oh, so Blue Bell and Beth, uh, Camilla's rescue dogs, and she actually got them from Battersea. And they were both sporting bandanas to support Battersea's new campaign, Wear Blue for Rescue. So Camilla is the royal patron of Battersea, who have rehomed more than 3 million animals since being founded in 1860. Wow, 1860 they were founded. That's just so remarkable. And I love Battersea. I love it. And Beth and Bluebell are adorable. And I love Bluebell and Beth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What was lovely is we saw a picture of Bluebell and Beth with Camilla and Charles. And their little bandanas were just so cute. They were so adorable. Yeah. Yeah. As always, as I say, the links will be in the show notes. If you want to get a bandana for your pet, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So click on there and support Battersea if you'd like to. So we had the Queen, the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall. And they were in... Cardiff my hometown they were there and I was so excited the amount of people from my hometown that messaged me and said the queen's here and I was like (laughs) I know (laughs) they were there at the ceremony to open the sixth senate which is the Welsh assembly the parliament of Wales and her majesty wore a daffodil brooch which is obviously Wales's national flower I say obviously because I know this but whether you know that (laughs) is a different story what I love about the queen is um and you'll know this is a little fun fact clog eye gold which is welsh gold which is mined in wales is the um the welsh gold that is made up of all royal wedding bands so um i i want to kind of put myself out on a limb i don't know this for sure i'm i'm kind of putting a guess that that brooch was probably clog eye gold and it was a lovely brooch as well you know i love a brooch and also the duchess of cornwall wore the welsh guards leak brooch she also wore a coat dress by fiona clare and a hat by philip tracy what did you think of of camilla's red ensemble i really liked it yeah she was wearing the philip tracy hat she had some black gloves on the coat dress was really fitted to her. I, I really liked it. I thought she looked lovely. And Her Majesty was, um, I thought the pink on Her Majesty looked stunning. I really like pink on her. Yeah, and she had some black buttons on her coat. Yeah. I think they all looked lovely. I thought it was a wonderful way to come to Wales and, and open the Senate. We were also treated to the wonderful Welsh National Opera Choir and a poetry recital from Literature Wales that was performed by former Welsh Youth Parliament members Oliver and Aleri. They were also greeted by a 21-gun salute. Now, I want to give a little prefix into this because my friend Patrick, who's since on episode five of the podcast, he, he started listening last week and uh, he sent me a message like, I'm loving the podcast so far. I'm on episode five. I'm like, you've got a lot more episodes to catch up with. Um, he, Hi, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Um, he took his lovely dash hound, Seymour, to go see the Queen. And I was like, what? Oh. How was Seymour with the gun salute? And he's like, he was fine. He was loving life. And they waved the Queen. They passed by um, in the car as they went through to Cardiff Bay. So I 
was just like, oh my goodness me, I loved it. It was brilliant. So Seymour had his first, uh, you know, <laughs> meeting with, with the Queen. And uh, yeah, I, I really liked this engagement. It was wonderful to hear Welsh accents. It was wonderful to see the Queen and even places that she's been. I was like, oh, I've been there. I've been there. I know where that is. Mm. You know, so it's always lovely to have uh, some Welshness. And I'm always, always going to say this, Rach, but I believe the Prince of Wales as he's known in Wales, obviously, Prince Charles, he should live in Wales. He should. Yeah. Full stop. That's just my, that's just my thing. I don't think they visit Wales enough. I'm just going to say that, but that's just me being a Welsh person, but I'm sure the rest of the Commonwealth are saying they should come to insert Commonwealth country. So we can't have it all. Yeah. And at this, at this appearance, there's been a lot of talk and we'll go on to this later about the Earthshot Prize and COP, which is happening in the next few weeks. And there was, I saw a video clip of the Queen and she was speaking to some people and she said, oh, I've been hearing all about COP. I still don't, I still don't know who's coming. And she's, and then she remarked, we only know about the people who are not coming. It's really irritating when they talk, but they don't do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you tell it. Because obviously as head of state, head of the Commonwealth, she's not really allowed to speak her opinion. So when we catch these glimpses of her, we actually get to see and hear what she actually thinks about these situations. Yeah. And do you know what? Talking of um, climates and that, that type of thing, Prince Charles was on the telly this week. He was interviewed for the one show on the BBC at Burke Hall on the Balmoral Estate. And he was talking about creating an arbitrum called Prince George's Woods. And it was, you know, he was talking about climate change. He was also saying he was frustrated about global leaders and climate change, which is exactly what you just said about the Queen. And he actually said during the show, it's taken far too long. But they just talk. And the problem is to get action on the ground, which is what I've been trying to do for 40 years. And you could really feel the plight of Prince Charles in this interview. And I really enjoyed this interview, actually, on television. I really, really did enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. And one of the things I wanted to pull out of this interview was that he's famous Aston Martin, which we saw back in 2011 for William and Catherine's wedding. Um, which was a 21st birthday present to Prince Charles, is run on wine and cheese. Yes, it is. It's run on wine and cheese. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because on one hand of things, we have the royals, we have them really, I want to say campaigning, but, you know, in a way that the royals do. Prince Charles, he's been talking about it for years and years and years. And even the interviewer said, you, you've you been mocked a lot. You've been mocked for, like, talking to trees and talking about climate change and, you know, um, alternative therapies. And now yeah. the, the tides have turned and people's um, people are on the same you know, path as you. And now people who mocked you before were saying, actually, no, he was right. And he said it was really hard to be mocked at that time. It was really hard for him to, you know, to be disliked in a way, isn't it? It's like mm. he, he got trolled way back when. Yeah. Because yeah. he was he was saying that when he was a even when he was a teenager, he didn't he deeply minded what was happening around him with climate change, for example. And you know, that's something that he's carried forward throughout his life. I just thought it was really sweet that the park is called Prince George's Wood. Love it. And it's named after, obviously, his grandson because it was, he planted the, he started planting the woods on the same year that Prince George was born. Yeah, it was so lovely, wasn't it? And it's great as well to see a bit more of Burke Hall. And I didn't know 
that he he actually said this at the beginning of the program. Burkhall, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert purchased before they purchased Balmoral. Because if if you don't know, Burkhall is on the Balmoral estate. Yeah. He did mention that, didn't he? But I thought that was quite interesting. I was like, oh, I never knew that. Yeah. What I wanted to talk about within the Royal Roundup is not just the royals and what they've been doing for climate change, but I also want to talk about what the wider community have been talking about in relation to the royals. And we actually had a petition this week from Chris Packham. So Chris Packham is a naturalist. He's He's been on the telly for years, hasn't he, Rach? Like, I remember him on the Really, Really Wild show when I was a kid, yeah. you know, on, on, on children's um, uh, programs so he's called on the royals to rewild their 850,000 acres of land that they own they own 1.4 percent of united kingdom which is wow like please give me some of it <laughs> <laughs> he said that the royals have left huge areas of land barren to continue deer stalking and grouse hunting and where this land could grow back naturally this week, he led a march outside Buckingham Palace and has the wildcard campaign petition. And this petition has more than 100,000 signatures calling on the royals to rewild their land. He wrote for The Guardian this week and he said, restoring those 850,000 acres to nature would boldly say to the world that where rainforests have been destroyed, it can regrow. Where species have vanished, they can return. And where flames of anger burn, progress can still win out. And I thought I'd mention that this week because we've had so much about climate. And obviously when we go into the Royal News, we'll be talking about William and the Earthshot. But there still are people that are saying the Royals really need to practice what they preach. And they've got this land, let it regrow. You know, there's no point in having this sport of deer stalking and grouse hunting and whatever they do on there. I'm not quite sure. You know, use your land and practice what you preach so I thought that was a very interesting thing this week and it just seems like it's coming from all angles here and let's talk Harry and Meghan so the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have created an impact partnership with Ethic which is a ethical investment company we also heard that Harry co-authored an opinion piece for the Washington Post and it was for a launch of a global campaign for rewild which is an environmental non-profit which is trying to halt oil drilling in South Africa's Okavango River Basin and that's a UNESCO World Heritage Site so I'm sure as we go along as the weeks go along we'll hear more about that so that's what we've heard with Harry and Meghan this week and what I also want to kind of bring up is in July in episode 19 of the podcast we also covered Prince Charles rolling out the Sustainable Markets Initiative and he went to Goldman Sachs as well so it's I, I see a nice little synergy between green climate change green investment and all that type of stuff so not that I'm an expert on it not that I know very much of what's going on but you can see this as an interest not only to Harry and Meghan but to Prince Charles as well so that's it for the Royal Roundup let's move on to our very jam-packed Royal News So this week is all about Prince William. OMG, yes it is. We've seen so much about Prince William this week. Everything has been gearing up to the Earthshot Prize, which is happening on Sunday, 8 o'clock on the BBC, but you can also watch it on the Discovery Channel and it will be broadcast live on Facebook. So wherever you are in the world, you will have access to watch this. Love it. I cannot wait for this. I'm really excited about it. I have to really, though, 
um, hold my hands up and say, I haven't finished the five part series on the BBC about the earth shot. So I really need to get my, uh, maybe I'll watch that this weekend and finish that off. Cause I've only ever, I've only watched episode one. Yeah. Cause the winners are going to be announced at the award show on Sunday. So we actually had a cheeky little video where the host of the Airshot Prize, Clara Ampher and Gemma O'Leary, was at Kensington Palace. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but William opened the door and said, anyone fancy a cup of tea? And I was like, yes, William, I would look like a cup of tea. Thank you very much. <laughs> and he was in a pair of jeans and, and trainers. Yeah. And I was like, yes. This is his casual at home look. <laughs> I'm not being funny, but jeans at home, you need some sweats on, mate. You need to get some jogging buttons on. No. But we've spoke about this before. A few years ago, William and Catherine were on BBC Radio One and they were given an interview and it was for Heads Up the campaign and for mental health and on that on that chat one of the hosts actually said like oh so what's your comfy outfit because I bet you don't wear like jogging bottoms and (laughs) is it like a pair of chinos and he was like it's totally a pair of chinos isn't it that's the comfy look (laughs) yeah I mean I love a pair of chinos I have to say yeah but you can't beat a a pair of sweatpants you just can't (laughs) Listen, I'm all about wearing PJs at three o'clock in the afternoon. This doesn't bother me. <laughs> From at home, I'm wearing comfort and that's it. So we saw William and Catherine at Kew Gardens where they were joined by London Mayor Sadiq Khan, Olympic rower Helen Glover and her husband, TV presenter and explorer Steve Fackshaw. And they were there to meet children for the Heathland School in London, sharing ideas on how we can work together to repair the planet. And this was kind of like, I wasn't expecting this engagement. So it was a nice surprise. William said at the time, education is such an important part of protecting our planet. We must inspire in the next generation, the optimism, confidence and enthusiasm to chase those solutions and to continue building a more sustainable future. Doesn't Kew Gardens look absolutely incredible? I've never been and it's definitely on my wish list to go. And apparently they have Kew Palace and... I've never been there either. I think we definitely need to put that on the the list of places to visit. Yeah, definitely. Um, So if you saw the video, this was on their social media and they're chatting with the kids and and it was just basically like William and Catherine interacting with the children, thinking of ideas of how basically to help to restore, to repair the planet. Did you see this? I did see this, yes. I really loved it. I Again, exactly like you said, it was a very surprise engagement. I, I, <laughs> I liked it all round. And what I, re- what I really liked is Steve Backshaw actually said about William and Catherine, they didn't come in here for a photo op. They came here to sit, talk, to listen to the kids. It was from the heart and it's genuine and people get that and that's what they connect to. And he also went on to say the kids were just fizzing. They will remember this day for the rest of their lives. They realise that this generation will not forgive us if our generation doesn't solve these problems. Yeah. Oh, I think the reason why I, I get a little bit tongue-tied when it comes to it is because I feel the, the heaviness of climate change. Yeah. Like I feel it on my shoulders. Well, we were saying the other week, weren't we, when we started watching the Earthshop um, Prize on BBC and it was just really overwhelming and you see all these images and these videos of, you know... It's us as people that have done this. We have we are destroying our planet. Yeah. But we're the ones, no one else is going to help us. We have to help ourselves. Yeah. For these yeah. future generations. And continuing with the theme of the air shot, William has done a podcast, Michelle. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, why aren't you on keeping it with the Windsors, William? That's <laughs> what I say. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. So he was on the um, newscast podcast and it was actually called Prince William Does Newscast. So he said about the Earthshot Prize, it's to capture the ingenuity of the moonshot that John F. Kennedy created to get man on the moon. So that was the whole premise. And this is something that he's been working on for the past 18 months about finding solutions and inspiring people to help to fix our planet. Do you know what? Um, This was very controversial, wasn't it, this podcast episode? Because he mentioned about people using their money to go up into space rather than using their money in order to repair the planet. And uh, there's been a little, like, quote taken and it's just making the rounds isn't it yeah because he said um we need to fix and repair this planet not trying to find the next place to live and i say here here prince william here here because you think how much emissions we use to get a a space aircraft up into space yes we need to find out more about you know the solar system and what goes on up there but it's down here it's down here on earth where it's like if if we don't have it how are we gonna you know yeah how is that gonna happen but remember the people who um like the jeff bezos the elon musks of the world they want to and also the richard bransons they want to create space travel mm-hmm. it is it's just about getting rich people into space and making money from that and also being rich people that use their money to then travel you know above the earth's atmosphere you do you that's your money but i think what prince william's saying is if i had that money i would put it to better use mm. without saying it but i'm gonna say it if i had that money i wouldn't be using it to go to space no let's put it that way so he believes that the younger generation will lead this earth shot as they have a truer appreciation of what they're going to miss if we don't do something about this now. And, you know, he was talking a lot about his children and he spoke about Prince George. And he said that, um, so George has been at school recently and he's been doing litter picking and he didn't realise that when he was talking to him the other day that he's already showing that he was getting a bit confused and he was sort of a bit annoyed that the fact that they went out litter picking and then the next day they did the same route and the litter was there again. And then he was, he said, you know, George was trying to understand how and where it all came from. He just couldn't understand. And he said, well, we cleaned all this. Why has it not gone away? And it's just simple things like it really annoys me. It's a real bugbear of mine when I see litter on the streets. I don't know about where you guys, where you're listening to your podcast episode, but how simple is it to put a bit of rubbish in the bin? Yeah. I remember there was a massive initiative growing up and it was on all of the televisions, like an advert, Keep Britain Tidy. Mm. And it was just, there was like a, just a, I don't know if it was a cartoon or something. It was just somebody picking rubbish up. But there was bins everywhere. I don't don't feel like there's as many bins anymore. No. You know? But honestly, I was taught you put your rubbish in the bin or you put it in your pocket or your bag until you go home. Yeah, exactly. Full stop. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it... I, I really, really empathize and really understand Prince George's confusion about that because I feel the exact same way. And it makes me want to get a litter picker from eBay and, a, and a, a black bag and just go around my local town and just pick up litter. And maybe I will do that this week. Well, where I live, there are people that do that. You see them sometimes at the weekends. They're outside picking up bits of litter. Yeah. And the amount of masks I've seen on the on the street is absolutely... Yeah, anyway, we're having oh. a little gripe now. Let's move on. <laughs> I, want, I want to say <laughs> something, actually, about the Earthshot concert. I found out that Coldplay will be playing 
And not only that, I mean, you're like, okay, Coldplay, whatever. You either like them or you don't. But I also found out that the whole of the stage is going to be powered by cyclists. So if these cyclists stop, yeah. you won't hear Chris Martin singing because there won't be any energy coming out. <laughs> what a wonderful way not only to burn energy, create community, learn to cycle or whatever. And bear in mind, I don't know who's going to be on these bikes. <laughs> They're going to have to do it for like an hour or whatever. <laughs> but how amazing is that? Like when I found that out, I was like, yes, this is the com- the concert of the future powered by bike. I was listening to this podcast earlier. And it just, I don't know, it just made me really hopeful. You know, obviously he was there to promote the Airshot Prize. And it actually got me excited to watch on Sunday. I'm actually excited to see what these people and what these initiatives, obviously we've seen a lot of them on the BBC show. But I'm just really excited and I'm really hopeful. And, you know, he's correct in saying that, you know, it's the kids of today. If we don't do this now, the kids of today are never going to forgive us. They'll never forgive us. But I also don't forgive the generations before that didn't listen to Prince Charles. I'm like, listen, why didn't you listen to him? But, but it's it's the human race in general, isn't it? You know, if you go back, you know, 100 or 200 years when the whole industrial revolution started taking mm. place. Yeah. That's when it all started. Um, I also, I mean, I, I could go on for hours about the industrial revolution and capitalism. I really could. But do you know what? People are here to listen to us about royals, not about history and <laughs> economics. <laughs> but the one thing I would love to say is I'm really, really, I would, I had a little bit of a fangirl moment. And it wasn't just because the Duchess of Cambridge is going to be um, announcing a winner, but also Emma Watson's going to be there. Good old Hermione <laughs> from Harry Potter. We haven't seen her for ages because she stopped acting. So I was so excited that she's going to be there and also dame emma thompson's going to be there as well so it's gonna be a right is ed sheeran there as well yeah ed sheeran yeah i tell you he's not there elton john and tom jones they usually show up (laughs) but they're not there (laughs) well it's been interesting because before recording this william did a bit of a q a over on instagram oh this is very you know social media savvy of him you know people were submitting their questions he said you know he's a bit nervous yeah about Sunday but he, he's looking forward to it and another bit that I picked up from the interview that he gave on the podcast you know the man that was interviewed was speaking about Prince Charles and William said I think that my father sort of progressed that on and talked about climate change a lot more very early on before anyone else thought it was a topic Um, so yes he's had a really rough rise on that and I think you know he's been proven to be well ahead of the curve. Well ahead of the curve, which makes me think, what's he talking about now? (laughs) We need to listen to him now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Prince Charles said something very interesting on the one show interview that he did this week. And I I should have mentioned it earlier in the uh, roundup. He mentioned that he'd met Greta Thunberg. Yes. Yes, he did, didn't he? He did, yeah. And I mean, when we think of climate change, we think of Greta and everything that she said. And he said, I've been saying that. And it was lovely to like have someone else that would have connected to the younger community. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, you never really think that Prince Charles and uh, Greta's going to have something in common. <laughs> but they <laughs> do. They do massively, yeah. <laughs> They also went on to talk a bit about David Attenborough. Oh, David Attenborough. And and he he said, the interviewer said, David Attenborough is kind of like the Yoda to William's likes Luke Skywalker. <laughs> the 
this was brilliant honestly I loved it that made me chuckle so much it made me laugh um but he did say that he's been a constant support and he showed when he met the children the other year we had that picture of David Attenborough meeting George Charlotte and Louis and he shows the children his uh, fossil collection, yeah. which were they were enamoured by because at the time George was really into fossils and dinosaurs. He sounds like Ross from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel's sister showing a fossil. Yeah, love it. What I'm looking forward to about this award show on Sunday is the fact that he said there's going to be, obviously, the, the winners, they're going to go live to whatever country they're in. He knows that, the, he already knows who the winners are. But he said that we're, they're going to have a little chat with the winner and then they're going to translate the science, chemistry and physics that isn't filled with maths jargon. Yeah. This is what I need. I don't need big words. I need you to tell me what you're doing. Like whoever wins this prize is going to get a million pounds. Yeah. What are you going to be doing with that money? And please use it in simple terms so I can understand. <laughs> Slowly ABCs for Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> but there will be five winners. So they'll be giving out five million pounds during this mm. finish shot, uh, you know, ceremony. It's so exciting. So exciting. Another quote that I wanted to put out was he said, if we're not careful, we're robbing from our children's future. And I thought, wow, yeah. It just, it just makes you sit back and think sometimes, doesn't it? It does. I remember in science, when I was doing my GCSEs, there was this textbook and it said that the Earth's oil is going to run out in 40 years time from the date of this book. And that that literally was, what, 20 years ago? Mm. So we need to act and we need to act now. Well, we need to act 20 years ago, 50 years ago. But now is the time. It's the, the time is now. Exactly. And I think the perfect way to finish on this section about Prince William and the Earthshot and everything that's been happening this week with him, he said, I'm trying to use my little bit of influence, my little bit of profile to highlight some incredible people doing amazing things and will genuinely help fix some of these problems. Uh, yeah. And last week in last week's episodes, a lot of people well, we heard a lot of people in the media say, what about like what's William got to do with climate change? How does he know? And but he does know a lot about climate change. And that's what you know this is highlighting. It isn't that he's an expert. He knows a lot, but he's not an expert. He is using his influence. He's using his profile. And what's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Nothing. I'm really excited about the Earthshot ceremony on Sunday. I definitely will be watching live. It's going to be really exciting. And obviously, we will be giving you all of the Royal Scoop next week in episode 33 of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Please like, comment, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that it's, as it helps to build the Royal community. And we love chatting to you all and hearing your thoughts and opinions. So please follow us over on Instagram at Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod. So thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week on Keeping, Keeping Up, Up With The, the Windsor's. Windsor's.